0: He is Tom Luganville, National College football analyst with ESPN. Lugs joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Trent Dilfer, former NFL QB at UAB. Now, Bill Clark already proved that you could win there. And I guess sure. Bill Clark had some health issues. I hope he's okay, but yeah, he his did back
2: a, is really bad.
0: Okay. Okay. He did a hell of a job there, winning a bunch of games. And there was a lot of you know, kind of back and forth on whether they really wanted to have a program and so on and evidently maybe they've committed. Um we may see this model going forward, the the Deion Sanders, Trent Dilfer's, you know, former coaches get back in uh to the game. And it may it's gonna work some and for some it's not. How do you see the UAB deal?
2: Well, the timing of this thing if you're Trent Dilfer is pretty good because you finally got an on campus venue, right? I mean that that was what made what Bill Clark did even more remarkable is, is, you know, you're playing in a state where you've got Auburn and Alabama. You don't even have an on-campus stadium. Facilities were, you know, minimal at best. And you've made the, the investment to upgrade and at least be competitive within your conference. Be a team that is, is competing for a conference championship um, each and every year. I think they've proven they can do that. They certainly have the player profile uh, as far as the recruiting landscape is concerned, not just in their own state, but in, in, in every state that they border. That gives them huge advantages. So what this comes down to for, for Trent Dilfer at the collegiate level is is who he hires. Yeah. What's the staff look like? To, do they get a bunch of grinders in recruiting? Um, does he have a mix of younger guys and older guys? What type of resources is UAB going to give him on the administrative side as far as student workers, uh, offensive and defensive analysts uh player personnel staffing graphics internet department the whole entire transfer portal team that does nothing but study that like we don't know all the details that you're going to have to have to truly be successful just yet but it looks like the university's at least made an investment and they're rolling the dice here i mean they're they are um they're they're going with a guy that's been coaching at the high school level aside from that he's played a long time in the nfl Ironically, I think I've told you this, you know, he was my host at Fresno State when I took my official visit there. Was he really? So I've known him. Yeah, I've known him a long, long, long time, going back to 1993. Um, really, really bright. Really bright. Um, under, Understands. I think, the layout and the makeup. Um, but again, there's, there's a lot of moving parts, right? It's not high school football. It's not, uh, and you're not going and making the move from high school to college as a GA or a position coach, right? Or as a coordinator. You know, you look at you know, Gus Malzahn, you look at Hugh Freeze, you look at Art Bryles, um, you look at Todd Graham, uh, Chad Morris, all these guys make the move, and, you know, they start off as, as position coaches or coordinators. No, not the head coach. Yeah. And so that's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds too.
0: Tom Luganville on the Yingling Lager guest line. Let's go back to what you'll be doing this weekend uh, in your big Capital One Bowl show on Sunday. Mississippi State and Illinois. In Tampa. It's the ReliQuest Bowl. So we have uh, Mike Leach and Brett Bielema going at it. Um, Size this one up a little bit for me between Bielema and Leach.
2: Okay. So you know how we always talk about when you're playing the air raid, don't play man defense. That's all Illinois does. Illinois lines up, man-to-man, cover one, cover zero the entire game. They don't even try to hide it. So if they're going to take that mentality into the game versus Mississippi State, Illinois better be able to run the football with uh, Chase Brown, who is a difference maker. He's a workhorse. Um, They've got to limit Mississippi State's possessions because – There is some pretty good skill for Illinois, uh, excuse me, for Mississippi State, as we know, on offense that can create one-on-one matchups. You've got a very experienced quarterback. And so I think that it'll be interesting to see if Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator um, at Illinois, is willing to change it up a little bit just so he doesn't put so much pressure on his back end. But they kind of are what they are. I mean, they just, we're going to line up. We're going we're gonna to rush the passer, and we're going to see if you can make tight throws into tight windows. Um, the corner, uh, Witherspoon, number 31 for Illinois, is a potential first-round draft choice. They've got two defensive tackles and a defensive end that are future NFL guys. Illinois' roster is a lot better than people think it is. This is going to be a fun game to watch because the contrasting styles on offense between the two teams could not be more opposite.
0: Ooh, all right, I like that. That's in Tampa. Uh, Mike Leach and Brett Bielema. Let's go Ole Miss and Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech has a new coach. Uh, Obviously, Ole Miss had a nice year but faltered down the stretch, and then there was a lot of drama with with Lane and so on. Some Ole Miss fans aren't happy with the way that all unfolded the last couple weeks we've heard from them on the show. Uh, But that's in Houston, Tom Luganville. So Ole Miss, Texas Tech, what do you see?
2: Well, of course, we have this discussion, it's always hard to have it without knowing potential opt-outs, potential injuries, all of that stuff, right? Um, but I, I will say this. Texas Tech has given every team they've played all year long fits. They've hung around in every game. They just they – just, they're kind of like a gnat, right? And that quarterback and the coordinator, that kitley is really good at spreading the field and, and moving the football. I mean, it, he's done it all the way back to Houston Baptist, then he did it with Bailey Zappi at Western Kentucky. Now he's at, uh, at, at Texas Tech, so that's going to be a challenge. Um, I think it goes down to what I told you about in, in, in the Egg Bowl, right, is how well can Ole Miss run the football? And are they going to have the services? Is Zach Evans back and healthy? Is he opting out? I don't, do you know the answer to that one right now? Bob?
0: I don't know. I, I wouldn't think that Zach Evans would play, but he may.
2: Exactly. And so it's so difficult. I mean, you get that one, two punch; that's, that's different than not having that. As good as Quinshawn Judkins is, you know, when you've got, when you got that type of mo- of momentum, I just think that the Ole Miss team will have better talent top to bottom. I think they will be better equipped on both sides of the ball up front. Although Texas tech is kind of a pesky group defensively. I've been a couple of times last year. Um, didn't have them this year, but they, they actually had some strength on that side of the ball. I think that one's a bit of a toss up. If you get, if I, in fact, I can't tell you what I did, but off the top of my head, (laughs) off the top of my head, if we're going one through 42 and confidence at 42 is I'm guaranteeing a win. And one is I do not believe in myself for picking this pick. I'd probably give that one a 21 right down the middle. (laughs) Okay,
0: Good. No, I like this. Okay. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get a, a couple of good games here.